I'm Jackie Rodriguez, and this is the Friends with Friends podcast, the one where we explore all 236 episodes of the TV show Friends, one at a time. I'm really excited about today's episode. It's gonna, I'm going to LOL throughout this whole entire episode because it is just hilarious. But my friend Vanessa is here to help calm me down. <laughs> yeah, I'm Vanessa. Um, now I know what pivot means, so this is great. Yes, I know. Pivot, we have... Well, you know, we know, we know, they know. So yes, you are getting all the um, funny slogans from it. But yes, so this is the 113th episode, the one with the cop, season five, episode 16. It premiered February 25th, 1999 with 26 million viewers. Vanessa, tell us what happened. Yeah, so in this episode uh, is one, one of the funniest scenes ever in Friends. It's the pivot episode. So Phoebe takes on a new identity and Ross is furnishing his new place and Joey might be ready for a relationship. Yes. So let's start off with, okay, now that Ross is in his new um, in his new apartment, a formerly Ugly Naked Guy's apartment, he needs to go shopping for a couch. So he goes for a couch, and this is sort of a random off. And I don't know if they knew that this would be such a big scene. But first they go for a couch, and then he's with Rachel. And he finds one. And turns out the delivery fee is half as much as the couch. And so it's like, you they live three blocks away, so Ross takes the initiative, say, well, Rachel, why don't we just take it home and carry it home? And then she's like, okay. And then she does it, but then they can't get it up the staircase. <laughs> yeah, he even drew a sketch of how they were going to put the couch up the stairs, which oh didn't even work anyways. Yes, and so, and so first time, it's just Ross and Rachel. And he's trying to say left, left, left. And so that starts it. And then later in the episode, we see that Rachel is going to go get somebody to help out and he gets Chandler. And it's like, oh, why'd you bring Chandler? You know, Monica would have been the next best one, you know. Mm -hmm. And then they start to go up the staircase and he goes, pivot, pivot, pivot. (laughs) And then Chandler's, shut up, shut up, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) And the way that he says pivot. Perfect. Perfect. But here's the thing. I how did they come up with that specific line? That specific know. word. You know, word. Did, did they yes. and he executed it so great. Like, did they know right. if it was gonna be the word going into it? That's what I was thinking. Is like, okay, I don't know if they knew that Ross or that David Schwimm would deliver it in this way. And then when it probably was in front of a live audience, obviously, and it got this huge reaction because you can hear like the live audience just cracking up about it. And the way that, you know, like Chandler's going over the railing as well, you know, it's like, there's no more left, left, you know, and there's, and, and but no, he just like the way that both of them played this out. I think it was the delivery of it rather than the line. You know, true. So, and they're both such great actors, great comedic actors. You know, Matthew Perry and David Schwimmer, and I just, it just totally brought it to a whole new level. I loved every minute of it, and I still, no matter how many times I've edited this clip too, because anytime we show friends and Sam says, "Oh, we need a saw to sound over tape," I go, "Oh, I'm grabbing pivot. I'm grabbing pivot," and I giggle. And Sam has even mentioned to me before, "What are you? Are you laughing about the scene you've seen a million times?" I'm like, "Yep." It's the scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It's funny. It, it's a good episode, and it's something that that happens a lot. Even if you don't live in an apartment and you live in a house, it's you know you have a piece of furniture, and before you even take it home, you kind of have to think about how you're going to put it into how your you're place. Get it up? 
Exactly. Yes. So I just, I just got a new couch. You can see it in the video if you watch us, you know, but, um, and I had delivery guys because I was like, I'm not paying, I'm not going to do this on my own because I actually, the very first couch I got in my studio, me and my dad brought up the staircase. And I was just thinking of the scene as well, but it's really hard. It was really heavy. And so when I got this new couch, it's slightly bigger. And they even, the delivery guys, I even had trouble getting it and through my door, but they did it. And I was totally thinking of pivot when they were doing it. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, even getting a Christmas tree into your place, it's, it's, a, tricky, it's a tricky situation. I know. And you live in a house, so you have more openings. I have one door, you know, so it's yeah. like it's, it's in an apartment complex. I don't have an elevator either. You know, and mm -hmm. so we had to go up two flights of stairs with the couch for me and my dad. And then the delivery guys had to go up two flights of stairs. So I understand the whole situation with Ross trying to, you know, do a, a sketch and then frustration of screaming pivot during this episode. Yeah, it, I liked it. It was a good, good. storyline, especially for Ross, because he's so um, type A personality. Yes. And he tries and he to return tries it at the end. Yes. He tries <laughs> to get his money back. <laughs> with a cap that that's cut in half um, so, so he he tries to get his money back and I think he gets what like four dollars four dollars and he goes I will take the four dollars and I'm like did you spend couches are like five to six hundred seven hundred up to like thousands of dollars you know like living spaces you like you can get a couch for five hundred dollars that's still way more than four dollars yeah so it's like he's just throwing away that money <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. So yeah, so I, like I said, I liked it. It was good storyline for us. Oh, and the whole 298 times. Oh, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> yes. Yeah, him and Rachel have done it 298 times because when she was shopping with Ross, the store clerk didn't believe that they were together. And uh -huh. I thought that was really strange that he counted. Like, who counts? <laughs> yeah. And something that is also strange for Joey is that he starts dreaming about Monica. Yes. Yeah. So that's another part. And that goes into, like, maybe he's ready for a relationship, you know? So the first scene we see, you know, Joey sees Monica and Chandler hanging out mm -hmm. doing a crossword puzzle, and they're being really cute. And then he dreams of Monica being really cute with her. And so she gets all weirded out by it and um or he gets all weirded out by you know monica and it's like what's going on why are you why are you being weirded out with with monica and and turns out because he's like no i never dreamt of her in that way like sexual but it was like a relationship thing so maybe internally he's ready for a relationship mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that was a another quick storyline with joey um mm -hmm. that took place nothing that that crazy and i I think it's just so cute that he, you know, sees him do a puzzle or whatever it was, a crossword puzzle. And he just, mm -hmm. he liked that idea of having somebody. Yeah. Yeah. He likes the idea. And, and, and Chandler and Monica say, well, we were friends first. So maybe you can try being friends with somebody that you date. And mm -hmm. he goes to Rachel and he goes to Rachel and it's like, no, you can't just hit on your current friends. You have to build that relationship with somebody. And then it was end up being like a pickup line ends up having a threesome with somebody that he went on a date with. And he's like, there's three of us for goodness sakes. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. You didn't give me advice. You gave me a pickup line. I just thought yeah. that was funny too. Yeah, like, definitely. So nonchalant of him to say he had a threesome. <laughs> but <Yep. laughs> yeah. so that was a quick storyline and maybe Joey's ready for a relationship, but we don't know yet, but it's nice thought that he could possibly be ready. So now let's take a break and then we'll talk about the one with the cop, and we'll talk about why it's named that because it's with Phoebe's storyline. We'll be right back. 
Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And we're back. So, the one with the cop, Phoebe in the beginning of the episode, finds a badge in Central Park in her couch, in the, in the chair that she's sitting on. So she keeps the badge and she uses it impersonating a cop, which is totally illegal to, you know, get a woman who is smoking a cigarette and puts it out on a tree. And she goes, yeah, because I'm a cop. And then she does it again. But then she does it to the cop that the, the badge belongs to. And that ends up being Michael Rappaport, who we know and love from many, many, many TV shows. <laughs> yeah, he's he's still around. He's still really big. My husband was watching this with me and he knew exactly who he was. He was like, oh my God, it's Michael Rappaport. Yeah, so Michael Rappaport was Gary, but before this, um, both him and David Trimmer um, previously acted together on an episode of NYPD Blue, um, as well as in the 1996 film, The Paul Bearer. I've never heard yeah. of The Paul Bearer. Neither have I, but I've heard of NYPD Blue. And what's interesting too is there's a connection with NYPD Blue with with David Schwimmer, but also in the storyline. And I totally didn't know this, Vanessa, until you pointed this out, that when Phoebe is impersonating the cop to him, when she's impersonating it to Gary, oh, what pre, you know, I'm a cop too. What precinct do you work at? Oh, at 70, 75. And oh, do you know Sipowitz? And I was like, and I Googled who's Sipowitz. And uh-huh. it turns out Sipowitz is actually a character on NYPD Blue, which he acted on with David Schwimmer. I was like, oh my gosh, mind blown. I'm like, this is so cool. So is this like an inside joke with like the writers and Michael Rapport and David Schwimmer and, and Lisa Kudrow? It's like, oh, let's reference the show that you two were on. And so, and it references a plot line too, because Phoebe tells Gary, oh yeah, but he's, you know, sad his wife died. Andy mm-hmm. Sipowitz's wife actually died in NYPD Blue. And I was like, this is a whole backseat story, you know, that they reference yeah. Sipowitz. That all flew over my head. Right? I uh, me too. I didn't I've I've seen this episode so many times because of Pivot, and I never knew that this whole NYPD Blue connection until you pointed out that they acted together. See, the more you know, the more you listen to our the podcast, more. the more you find out. The more you know with the star. <laughs> yes, I liked the storyline for Phoebe. I liked that Michael Rappaport was in it. I love how she yeah. takes the badge into full effect, makes it her own. You know, she, she yeah. tries to arrest a woman, tells her, save it, Red. Um, save it, Red. <laughs> and okay. I actually think that was a reference to another show, but I didn't put it in here. Anyways, she says, save it red. And then my favorite line when she says, I'm Phoebe, I'm Buffet, homicide. Homicide. <laughs> <laughs> and then yes. he's like, I worked in homicide. What, you know, where, whatever. Like she tries yeah, to and like. That's when they go, and that's when they go into the Sipowitz thing. <laughs> yes. And then she, she drops the badge and she runs away. Runs away. <laughs> 
And then he is so smooth. Gary is so smooth that he's like, okay, I ran the prince. So then Gary's so smooth that he mm-hmm. finds Phoebe at Monica's apartment. And it's like, how did he find her? He's like, oh, I ran the prince on the badge. And, and then he finds out how like Phoebe's track record, but they don't go into it. So, like, oh, you're pretty impressive, you know? And then he asks Phoebe out, okay, instead of arresting you, how about I take you to dinner instead? And so it opens up a whole new relationship. But I was like, oh, very smooth. And even the friends noticed how smooth it was. I was like, very oh, my smooth. Goodness. Yep. So now <laughs> Phoebe's going out with a cop. Um, as we've mentioned in a previous episode, Phoebe has all of these dates with guys with very prominent careers. There was only one yes. that was questionable. Mm-hmm. Yes, it- yes. And so... But it was good. I I like where this Michael Rap- Michael Rappaport thing is going. Good job, Phoebe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know. Good job, Phoebe. And I like that. You know, Michael. It's Michael Rappaport. Like you know, and we're gonna see him a few more episodes because this opens up a relationship. I just like mm-hmm. the way it started. The honesty of her track record. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just the honesty of um, them too. You know, it's like, all right. So she ends up going on a date with him and we'll see how that ends up as well. Yeah. But in the past episode, didn't we hear Phoebe say that she was in jail when she was homeless or something? Yes, I think so. Did we? She, it, it's it's always referenced, but it's never really like in detail what has happened. They always yeah. reference her like street side Phoebe, you know, because she's a tough chick. But yet she's this ethereal, sweet person to all the friends. So I think they always reference little happenings here and there. But, you know, I don't know if she was actually in jail. I see. But, and quick mention of the Etch-A-Sketch, it said, Joey, your agent called. Then later it was a drawing of a target. Oh, Cute. Joey, your agent called Estelle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's awesome. So coming up in the next episode, Rachel interviews for a new job and Joey searches and flirts with his new neighbor. Please subscribe, give us five-star ratings. And speaking of nice comments, so somebody left us a nice comment on our oh. Apple page. And yeah, so this is from um, user... DL0817. He said, My new friends. I love reminiscing with you, all the backseat stuff, hoping to get more interviews with Cass. So are we. I miss the OG, which is Jason. Because <laughs> he is, he's their age. He's uh, as someone who grew up in New York and who watched it as it aired, there are so many things you need an old person to recall. Nobody's ever old. Whoever Mm -hmm. DL0817, you're young at heart. But he says, I find myself answering your questions, especially the New York connection. Love you, girls. (laughs) Oh. I hope it's not someone we know, like our parents. (laughs) No, but my parents didn't grow up in New York. And so he's a a New Yorker. So Mm -hmm. hello from the West Coast, DL0817. (laughs) Yes, hello. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends. Also, follow us on Friends with Friends podcast on Instagram. Yes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.